Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. Today is a super exciting episode about the book, The 12-Week Year, How to Get More Done in 12 Weeks Than Others Do in 12 Months with Brian Moran and Michael Lellington. I'm so excited about this book, especially at the beginning of the year. And the reason is This book truly can change how you accomplish all the things you need to accomplish when it's goal-related. And many people have often asked how I accomplish all the things I do or how I spin all the plates I do. And honestly, it's I'm incredibly organized, which is great, a great skill to have, but I'm also very disciplined. And I think that is something that does not come naturally to me. It's something that I have learned. So I share that with you because you too can learn that skill. And discipline is what will bring your goals to life. Because many times when you have these big goals and these big dreams, they may seem so far out. You may not realize that it's the daily action that will make those things happen. And so this is a great book. It's a great book to read annually or even every six months or just at least refresh yourself. It will become a staple on my desk. Typically, I read books and then Uh, take the notes and put them away. But this one I'm going to continue to use as a reference. And one of the stories in the book is about Michael Phelps. And they talk about how Michael Phelps did not become great when he won 18 gold medals. He actually became great when he got to the pool every day and he built the discipline to do the things he needed to do in order to be a great swimmer. All right, so let's jump into this book because this book really is about changing the way that you think about the year. Because when you're planning for 12 months out, it's kind of um, an antiquated system The goals are so far out that it actually dilutes what you need to do. It doesn't make things very pop out and very exciting and put a real deadline on what you need to do. And you know, many people will say, oh, I work best under pressure or in school, they'll say, I stayed up all night and I do my best work the night before it's due. And there is some truth to that because Massive action happens when there is a deadline. So the book starts out really by talking about this concept of us being capable of so much more. And there's a great quote by Stephen Pressfield. He's the author of The War of Art, which is a book I know has come up. And that he says that many of us have two lives, the lives we live and the lives we are capable of living. 
Many of us have two lives, the lives we live and the lives we are capable of living. And I love that he points this out because the number one thing holding people back from achieving is really not knowledge like, oh, I need to learn something or I need to become somebody else. It's not really that strategy or idea. And it's really how we execute. And so in the book, it talks about that execution is the single greatest market differentiator between companies, individuals, and being better than their competition. Or the biggest thing that you standing between what you are capable of living your life as and what you are currently living your life as. So effective uh, execution will set you on fire. And it's truly the path to accomplish what you desire, according to the authors. I love that. That's so true. So again, we talked about Michael Phelps, and it's not really who you know or your genetics. I mean, genetics do have something to do with it. But it's really how you implement that counts. And it's the successful implementation year over year, month over month in order to get those results. So I think one of the coolest parts that they start off the book is talking about what's possible. And what's possible is you could be living a completely different life with some strategy and a lot of execution. The first step in doing that is really redefining the year. So most people organize the year by January through December. And one of the things that gets in the way is annual planning. And that's truly because they're not putting the deadlines we need on ourselves to actually create the work. So we're going to shift in this book to annualized thinking. So at the heart of this, the authors share that it's an unspoken belief that there is plenty of time in the year to make things happen. And January and December looks a long way off. So annualized thinking really doesn't do us any favors. And another flawed thing with that is that there's this thought that sometime later in the year, we'll experience a significant movement in results. And basically what that means is throughout the year, we're like, oh, we haven't done anything, but come July, we will. Come June, we'll do this. And so great things do happen at year end. And that's something something to be said for the deadline. Basically, there's nothing like a deadline to get you motivated. So one of the tactics that has been used with athletes is periodization. And that's basically a technique designed to improve performance. And basically the principles are focus, concentration, and an overload on a specific skill or discipline. And in sports, it's a focused training regimen that usually concentrates on one skill for a limited time period and usually four to six weeks. And then it's repeated and then a new skill is introduced. And so this is how that could be powerful for you, because this is thinking, actions, results, thinking, actions, results. And that will help you to really have a heightened sense of urgency and an increased focus on a critical few core activities. 
So I think it's time to forget about the year. <laughs> a year is longer, no longer 12 months. It's 12 weeks. That's right. The year is a 12-week period. And so when you think of the year in a 12-week period, you're going to act differently. It's the same effect that you have when October rolls around. And then you get motivated, inspired, and quickly take massive action for the last of the couple months. So now that we know that the year is actually 12 months, I think it's really important to think about the emotional side of this. So there has to be a compelling reason for you to execute your plans. And so the authors talk about having a compelling vision so that you have that reason to go forward with your plan. And Many times people are trying to live their life and their business life in two separate worlds. They compartmentalize those things. And the author suggests that that actually doesn't work. So when you combine your vision into one vision for your life that includes your business and your life, you are going to be more compelled to achieve your goals. Exciting news, bold goal crushers. We have launched a book club. It started as an idea to read some books and talk about them on the podcast. And now we have a full-blown book club. Please sign up to join the book club at sarahmayer.com slash join book club, where you can see all the upcoming reads, purchase the book, and jump into the discussion regarding the books. I'm super excited to have you in the book club. Let's dive in because we know that education is the key to achieving and crushing your goals. Again, visit sarahmayer.com slash book club. All right. Now that you have that vision and you're ready to start planning with your 12 weeks, it's really important to remember that each 12 weeks stands on its own. And the further that you predict in the future, the less predictability you have. I mean, unless you're like really good at, um, forecasting. And the author jokes, if so, let me know how the stocks are going to be. <laughs> so the 12-week plan, it has more predictability. So you can define that, define that with a high degree of certainty. And you can truly decide what tasks you need to implement over the next 12 weeks. If you're looking for actual examples of 12-week plans, you can join the 12-week community at www.12.com weeklyyear.com slash getting started and it's free. And your goal for the 12 weeks is going to define your success for the 12-week year. So it represents a great 12 weeks, what the goal is, and also represents an intentional progress towards that longer vision. So the first step is truly to come up with that combined vision for your life and business. And then once you have set your 12 weeks, you're going to take each week one week at a time. So long-term results are created by the actions you take every single day. And so you'll take one week at a time 
And then you will plan each day. So the weekly plan is not a glorified to-do list. (laughs) No laundry, dishes, anything like that on there. Your weekly plan is a critical strategic activity from your 12-week plan that needs to take place this week in order for you to achieve your goals. So when you sit down to create a 12-week plan, this consists of all the tactics you need to execute in order to achieve your 12-week goal. And then you'll use your weekly plan to pull out the top tasks you need to accomplish that week. The 12-week year really does bring in some very interesting concepts. And the first one is confronting the truth. (laughs) At any point during the 12 weeks, you should have some measurement of your success. You know, in sports, they always have a score. And measurement builds self-esteem and the confidence because it documents progress and achievement. So you want to measure both the lead and the lag indicators, and those provide the feedback necessary to make sure you're on track for the 12 week. So lag indicators, as the authors point out, are things like income, sales, commission dollars, uh, body fat percentages, overall cholesterol levels, maybe credit scores, whatever you're looking to check. And it represents the end results you're striving to achieve. So lag indicators represent the end results that you're looking to achieve. Now, lead indicators, on the other hand, are the activities that produce those end results. So for instance, the number of calls you need to make, referrals, the number of people you need to talk to, the number of times you need to go to the gym. And while most companies and individuals effectively measure the lag, the results, many tend to disregard the lead indicators. So an effective measurement system that you're going to create with the 12-week year will include both. So I always like to equate this to weight loss. So if you're trying to lose pounds, that would be the lag indicator. And Many people track this, which is what they're tracking, but what they're not tracking are the lead indicators. They're not tracking how many times did I go to the gym? How many times did I eat healthy? How much water did I drink? And the lead indicators will actually give get you the lag results. So the lag indicator results. So it's kind of like Michael Phelps, like his lag indicators would have been achieve a gold medal. And his lead indicators would have been the amount of training time he put in. So it's really important in your 12-week year that when you're planning, you have some type of scorecard so that you can measure your execution weekly. And the best way is to measure the activities that you need to do in order to achieve those goals. So we call this, you know, a little scorecard. You can call it whatever you want, but that is the productive tension, that uncomfortable feeling that you'll get, and that will cause you to take action. All right. So when we think about the 12-week year, I think it's also important, as the authors point out, to think about that vision and to think about how 
invested are you in that vision? So there's this old anecdote that the authors bring up, which I love. And this anecdote says the chicken, if you're eating dinner, the chicken has contributed the egg and so is interested in the breakfast. However, the pig has contributed the bacon and thus is completely committed. I know it's a little humorous, but anyway, uh, think about that. When you're thinking about your vision and the things that you're trying to accomplish, are you interested or are you committed? And that is what will bring your 12-week goals to life because when you are truly implementing that vision, it's going to help you to accomplish more. So there are several things that when you're talking about the 12-week year, it's an execution system. And there are eight elements that are fundamental to executing. So the authors point out there's vision, planning, process control, measurement, time use, accountability, commitment, and greatness in the moment. And those elements are set into three principles. So there are a couple principles as well, accountability, commitment, and greatness in the moment. So you want to think about those things as accountability being ownership, commitment being that promise to yourself, and greatness in the moment is when the results are there but the moments are what really have made you great. So you're continuing to choose those things that you need to do. So there are five disciplines in the 12-week year. So when you go to implement this, the first one is vision. So you want to create that compelling vision, which is a clear picture that's critical to your whole life. The second one is an effective plan. And this really clarifies the priority and initiatives that you need to take in order to achieve that vision. And next is process control. Those are tools and events that align with your daily actions. And then measurement. We already talked about measurement. This drives the process. It's the anchor. And that's what keeps you going to ensure you're combining both the lead and lag. And then time use. And everything happens in the context of time and you can't really control it. You can only control yourself. And using your time with clear intention is truly a must. So you're going to make change, a lot of change when you're implementing a 12-week year. And whenever change happens, there's several phases that you go through. But the biggest part is really executing the system and keeping yourself on track. So the 12-week year is not basically bolted on on top of everything else you're doing. It's actually a system. It's an execution system. And in order for it to work, it must become the system you use to get everything done. So this is the initiatives. This is change efforts. This is everything. So Basically, the system lies on the bottom, if you will, of a pyramid. It's the base. And it starts with your products and services or your um, offerings, your technology, your sales and marketing, your customer service, distribution, training, and development. It's the base for how you get all those things done. If you're a company, if you're an individual, it's how you get everything in your life done. And so 
you start with that vision. And once you have that vision, you're going to go through a couple phases. Is this possible? Is this probable? Is this given? And that is really the hardest part is creating that vision and getting that to truly come alive. Now, you develop your 12-week year, which is great. You know what your what your vision is. And so the first step is to set those goals. So what are the goals in the first 12 weeks that tie to your vision that you are going to accomplish? And you want to pick two or three, whatever you think you can accomplish in three months, basically. And what I love about this is this focuses you because people think they can accomplish so many things over the year, but in reality, they really cannot. And this puts it down and makes it measurable and maybe three things. Oh, I can do those three things in three months. So it does kind of focus your your um, your mind so you're not wildly thinking you can accomplish everything in all these times. All right. And then once you have your three goals, then you are going to select your tactics for those goals. So for example, your goal may be to, you know, sell $10,000 in new business. And so tactic one, you're going to call five prospects per week, or you're going to reach out to five people. You're going to conduct a certain number of appointments. You're going to follow up whatever you need to do to achieve the goal. And you want to think about these as the tasks or, yeah, that will help you achieve the goal. And then you'll put together when that should be due. So is it week one, week two, every week, everything like that, every week? And if it is, great, then put in there every week. And so once you've created your top three goals and then what you need to do to accomplish those, then you will plug in the weeks. And the best 12-week goals are realistic, but a little bit of a stretch to call you out. And so once you have your 12-week plan, then you're going to put those things into your weekly plan. So week one, you're going to work on, you have three things from goal one, you'll have those three things, three things from goal two, and so on and so forth. All right. So now you are effectively executing on three goals during the week. Uh, Then you are going to start to really implement this plan. And there are a couple of pitfalls. So sometimes you may not find success if your 12-week plan does not align with your long-term vision. Maybe you're not staying focused and you don't make the tough choices. So once you start working on your plan, it's really important that you build the structure into that. So you want to make sure you're getting stuff done. You want to have weekly plans. And one of the cool parts is you shouldn't go it alone. There's a lot of research out there that shows that accountability from others does help you to achieve more. So consider bringing somebody else into your plan to have some weekly accountability conversations. 
Now, many times people start off really strong in the planning part. It's the execution that falls out. So you want to make sure that you plan every week, that you have the tactics, and that you're keeping score. How well are you doing? So for that example, if I need to make five phone calls, I need to make sure that those five phone calls are getting done. And so you keep score of making sure those are done. So the lead indicators are things that can happen early in the execution process and they drive those lags. So it's how many times did I go to the gym? How many times did I do this? How many times did I go to the pool if I was Michael Phelps? So those are the ones that you can really keep score up score of. And the scorecard measures whether you did what you said was most important to achieve your goals. So as a result, your weekly scorecard is the most accurate predictor of your future. And the process is less about that end result. And that's why the scorecard should only measure your execution, not your results. I'm going to say that again. Your scorecard should only measure your execution and not your results. All right. So now that you're using a 12-week year, it's truly time to commit to making it work. And as you start to implement it, it's going to be easy to have a lot of things getting in your way. But remember your weekly plan and your 12-week plan, you've identified the things that are the most important to get done to achieve those goals. And so therefore, if you work those plans, you should have wild success. The 12-week year is a different model for thinking about the year. It puts that time frame on there. And it's a process that truly, truly helps you achieve more in 12 weeks and to take control of your day, increase your results and balance the priorities in your life. It's easy to get off track if you don't stick to the weekly review and the scorecard. So I encourage you to jump in and really start to plan your year in 12-week increments. Now, I think you guys have all heard from the Ed Milet podcast that we did on his book. You could also break your day up into three separate blocks of time or four. I break mine up into four days, and that's another way you can get more done in less time. All right, everyone. I hope you've truly enjoyed this coverage of the 12-week year. Book club is always one of my favorite things. If you haven't jumped into the book club, go to sarahmayer.com slash book club and you can join today. We do some great prizes. We are jumping into some really cool books. Join us for the live discussions as well as we tackle some of the coolest topics. Because remember, you can get more done in less time without the hustle culture. All right, everyone, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL 
to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.